Hallelujah. Please celebrate my covenant friend. And his wife. Please, please, please. Hallelujah. Wow, that was that was terrific in righteousness. How many of you were so blessed? And not just blessed, but you made a decision already. Uh, no, you have to. No, it's a must. It's a must. The part of the righteous is like the shining light that shined more and more onto the perfect day. And we've been told what it takes. That's what it takes. You know, the Spirit of God is one. Hallelujah. Please, all protocols duly observed so that we can just get into the word. Help me celebrate my wife. Beautiful wife. Thank you. Hallelujah. Please, let's be seated. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again. Thank you, Father, for your word that has come to us. And thank you for the one that is coming right now. And thank you because it's coming with your wisdom and with your power. Dunamis. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. So it is not just enough to come here and receive these powerful words and then do nothing about it. You can see that there are absolute truth. Realities that we have in Christ. But it takes responsibility to work them. He said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that is at work in you. That's the, the part of God has been done. He said, you have the ability to work out your salvation. Jesus said, my father walked, so I walk. You see a lot of believers. My father walked, but I'm lazing around. Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the Christians were called Christians in Antioch. Why? Because they looked at their life and they saw that this is Jesus on earth. This is Jesus Christ. They're just doing the same thing that Jesus did. So in other words, Jesus Christ is our perfect model. And everything that Jesus did in his ministry, we are supposed to do, except that we will not die for the world. Amen. That's the only thing that he did that you are not expected to do. But every, every other thing that he did, he did as the son of man. Say how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. That's why it's called Jesus of Nazareth. So he didn't do it as the almighty God. He came to show us how divinity in a man can actually walk on this earth. And he showed it to us. 
I want to share something the Lord put in my heart with us. And I just believe it's, another, it's an emphasis on what uh, Pastor Shegun just shared with us. So, I just know it's, it's the Spirit of the Lord just trying to emphasize something very important. Something very important. Let's open to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Start reading from verse 1. Say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. You can see the first introduction to faith was worship. By faith, Abel offered. That's worship. Fellowship. That's the first introduction to faith. If we're going to understand faith, then there are certain things we need to begin to consider and begin to look at. The faith of Jesus, the faith of God. It said, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. How on earth can the bone of a prophet still raise the dead? Here it says, though Abel was dead, yet, that's faith in action. <laughs> Verse 5, it says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then we now come to the main scripture that we used to quote for faith. Say, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. I know, I know many of you know that scripture very well. That we cannot please God without faith. It's not possible. But where did he come from? The word pleasing, where did it come from? Where did it originate? It originated from a walk with God. <laughs> the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. He had the testimony that he pleased God. And that was what produced the faith in this verse 6, the faith that has become our standard that we say, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So what was the dynamics of his pleasing God? Was, just, was it just faith in isolation? It was faith that came out of a walk. Hallelujah. You know, when you begin to understand, you know, one of the um, the things that we missed growing up concerning faith is the fact that we think that faith only comes by the word of God. I'm telling you. And so we are busy with the written word of God. And then that's, of course, there's so much power in the written word of God. And then they make us to believe that faith does not come by prayer. I mean, that's the way I understood it growing up. Hallelujah. How many of you understand what I'm talking about here? But in this chapter, I mean verse 6, this verse 6 that we are talking about here, this faith that we are talking about here, it came as a result of a work with God. Faith can become very easy if you begin to walk with God. It will just flow naturally, supernaturally. He said, But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God. So there's a coming that must happen. Must believe that he is, please take note of that, that he is real, that he is. A spirit person that you can relate with. Why? Because if you're going to walk with someone, <laughs> then you must know the. I mean, it must be a real person. And please know that Enoch, Enoch was not under the new covenant. He wasn't under the new covenant. And yet, he walked with God. He had that testimony that he walked with God. And meanwhile, he didn't start walking with God the day he was born. No, 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 no. We'll come back. Okay, good. We are there already. I wanted to say, let's go to. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. 300 years and begat sons and daughters. I mean, this is amazing. A man walked with God for 300 years. 300 years. Continually. Continuously. And it didn't start that way. 
And then his spirit wasn't born again. And yet he walked with God. And today, when we talk about faith that pleases God, we are making a reference to him. So if you can walk 300 years, of course, you know, before their time, the Lord inputs a cap on the years of men. So if you could do 300 years, and you have about 120, I know some of you may want to go over that, no problem. <laughs> you have about 120 years, then boy, we can walk with God. We, we have much more than them that can cause us to walk with God. He said, you must believe that he is, that God exists, that God is a river. Because that was the principle that Noah used. I mean, that uh, Enoch used. That was the principle. Even though his spirit was not saved, it was a fallen word, and yet, God still that, that God gave that permission for them to still be able to interact with him. Of course, when Adam and Eve sinned and then they died spiritually, when God was walking in the garden, they still perceived the walking of God. They heard the sound of his walk. You know, they had died spiritually. So they still had the capacity to perceive God. They still had the capacity to communicate with God. In fact, they still communicated with God, right? God said, where are you? Because they were not where they're supposed to be. You know, at times God is just wonderful. It's not because he, do, he didn't know what had happened, but he needed to present it to us so that we understand. The reason why God was asking the question is not because he didn't know they had sinned. If he didn't ask them, we won't understand certain principles. Mm. <laughs> and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. He, see, he was the hearing. Falling spirit, dead spirit, and then you have the spirit of God on the inside of you, and then you say you can hear the voice of God. <laughs> oh, he said, You must know that God exists must be real to you. And if God is real to you, so when you want to pray to him, there are certain ways you won't pray. You can't go, you can't go before uh, Biden or I don't even know the president to use now. Anyway, you, you can't go before our president and then you are talking like someone that is about to sleep. Or before our governor. No. 
You didn't even try it even before pastor here. You understand? But yet we go before the Lord and then we are dozing. It's a sign that we are denying the reality of his existence. He said you must believe that he is. Now this is how to walk by faith here. You must believe in the reality of God with you. And he didn't stop there. He said that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now here, you know, he's talking to believers here. He's not talking to unbelievers. We're not seeking him for salvation. No, we are seeking him to know him. Because that's eternal life. To know God, the only true God, and His Son, Jesus Christ. He said, That which we have seen, that which we have heard, that which we have looked upon, and that which we have handled of the word of life. He didn't say the word of life, he said, Of the word of life. So he's not just talking about the word of God. He's talking about everything about God. Of the word of life. His person. His nature. His word. His operations. Everything about him. He said, you must know that he is. He is. So as you are stepping out, you know he is. He is. He is, Mrs. He's with you there. <laughs> you, know, you know the way Hebrew put Enoch's work? It was as if Another word uses, he departed with God. You understand? <laughs> he departed with God. You now, giving us an impression like, okay, uh huh, my friend, oh yeah, let's, let's go do stuff today. And then he follows him. He follows him. And remember, he did not start working with God until he gave birth to Methuselah. Boom, and his eyes opened. Eh? The year King Uzziah died, he said, I saw the Lord. Now, Isaiah has been prophesied before this year. Anointed of God. But there was a dimension, there was a new dimension that he entered into. The year that Uzziah died. (laughs) Uzziah was his problem. Hmm. 
There are things that are distracting you from God. You need to kill them. I'm not saying human beings. Amen. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't kill human beings. We don't. If God does not kill them, God say, I mean, that, that he's not quick to judgment. He's slow to anger. So I don't know why you should be quick to anger. You want to kill that human being? No. No. Please don't do it. You want to send him to hell? Remember, you're not the one that died for him. He said, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne. He moved to another dimension of God. Please go back to that Hebrews eleven six. It says that he is a rewarder. So there are rewards that come. The rather of them who do what? Who comes and say, I have faith. No. Reward of them who diligently seek him. That's what it says. Faith that comes as a result of seeking the Lord. The faith that flows is a faith that does not fail. It doesn't fail. I'm telling you. Let's finish that Genesis chapter 5. Start reading from verse 22. Let's just quickly finish that. He said, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch was 365 years. <clears throat> he lived the days of the number of a year in years. 65 years of his life he didn't work with God. The last 300 years he worked with God. You know God still referred to them as sons of God as his children even though I mean they were falling But they needed on a personal basis to make decisions about their work with God. So if you're going to look at it from a New Testament understanding, then you begin to see, okay, so you're born again. It's possible to just live your life anyhow Without having a walk with God. Jude verse 20 says. Jude one twenty, says, But beloved. Build up yourself on your. Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Hmm. You know, there, there, there are some things you just, you, 
you've read, you've read so much and then you've listened so much and they have formed in you that you are reading some scriptures like this, you still be using those things to explain the scripture. Please, how do you build your faith here? Your most holy faith? Huh? Is it just by hearing the word of God? Now, the internal principle behind it is still by hearing the word of God. Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Lord will speak. And that's the hearing that makes the difference. That's the hearing that makes the difference. That's the secret of these Old Testament uh, prophets. Mm-hmm. And we can say, I mean, Pastor just explained about Elijah. But when Elijah showed up in chapter 17 of 1 Kings, he said, according to my word, it shall not rain. And then he made a profound statement. He said, Look at it. Before, he said, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, before whom I stand, before whom I stand, he did not just wake up and just came with one word. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I, I, I like the way the Bible writes things. So that you will not think that these guys are not human beings. He said, and Elijah the Tisbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead. So it's not, it's not, he didn't fall from heaven. And of course, Apostle James says he was a man of like passion. So you can see. So he did not just come and just open his mouth as a prophet. I can just say anything. No. No. Yes, he had the prophetic ministry. The prophetic grace, the prophetic anointing was upon him. No. But he wouldn't just come and just say anything. There was a situation with the apostles of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 17. Start reading from verse 14. Now Jesus had gone with Peter, James and John to the mountain. And so they were returning. And they just had a a trans... I mean... A very powerful encounter with God on the mountain. So, and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for his lunatic, and so vexed, for oftentimes he fell into the fire, and often into the world. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. 
Why would he bring him to his disciples? Because the disciples have been getting results. They've been getting results. Remember that in Matthew chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, he has given them authority. He didn't retrieve it. Amen. No, he didn't. So they've been getting results. But this time around, they did everything they could do. Nothing happened. I'm sure Philip would have said, let's try. You know, Jesus at times speaks. Oh, yeah, let's speak. Okay, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Nothing worked. Nothing. I like the disciples of Jesus. When things don't work, when everybody had gone, they will go to Jesus. Please tell us what happened. Jesus will be speaking in parables, in parables, and they and they don't understand what they say. They won't say it there. They will, they will be nodding their head like this. Mm. And others will be like, ah, those disciples are getting it. <laughs> They're not getting anything. <laughs> they will just be looking at these other people. These people should ask. They are, they are looking at us. They don't know that we will go and ask. <laughs> Today you read the parable of the sewer and you are thinking like, ah, you know the meaning. You understand? No, if you, are, you would have put yourself in their position, hearing it for the first time, you rack your brain to understand what they say. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, and so they brought this guy to the disciples and the disciples tried everything. It just didn't work. And then as God will help this man, Jesus showed up. Ah! Said, thank God, finally. The master is here. And watch, watch the statement of this man. Please, let's, let's go back to verse 16 now. He said, I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said O faithless and perverse generation how long shall I be with you how long shall I suffer you bring him hither to me you know some references of the Bible we're saying that he wasn't talking to the disciples but I absolutely disagree with them absolutely was talking to the disciples here. And I know the reason they feel he wasn't talking to the disciples because he used perverse generation. So they're like, uh uh-uh, the disciples can't be. No, and he didn't mean it like evil generation. That's not what he meant. He meant there's still some wrong perception here. Oh, faithless and perverse generation how long shall i be with you how long shall i suffer you bring him hither and jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour look at verse 19 
Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. You see? And said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of... So what's the reason? Because of your unbelief. (laughs) A lot of people say it's because... He said, it's because this kind cannot be cast out except by prayer and fasting. And then that kind, they say, is the demon. No. 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 He was referring to the unbelief. He said, there are some unbelief. What they need is to be cast out. Unbelief, they need to get out. And he said, it is not by just speaking. It's by moving into deeper fellowships with God. That's what he was saying here. He said, how be this goeth not out? And so some people were thinking, he was talking about the demon. No. The real problem was unbelief prevented them See, you can, you can have faith in one area of your life. <laughs> and then you have unbelief in other areas of your life. And then if you think that by just speaking, you know, you speak in this area and then things just work. It's because, it's because you have dealt, you have, you have come to a level in that area with God. And this other area you haven't. So, and if you just keep speaking and speaking and then nothing is happening. Because there's an unbelief there. There's something there. Jesus said, see, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard, that means, that means they didn't have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Because if they had it, they would have cast out that devil. Isn't it? Are you with me, please? They didn't have it. There are times you think you are in faith and you don't have the mustard seed faith. Because faith is supernatural. It is, it is, it is not natural. It's a force in the realm of the spirit. And it's a law in the realm of the spirit. It's called the spirit of faith. Caught in the place of fellowship. In the place of prayer. In the place of romance with the word. And so Jesus told them, see, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting. And when Jesus speaks like this, he's calling you to a place of fellowship. But it's not just ordinary fellowship now. You add fasting to it. There are long time issues in people's life. And that's what the Lord actually said. 
that if they will follow this principle, this principle, that if they will just retreat and spend some good time with him in the place of prayer and the place of fasting. Now, it's not the fasting that does the job. Please note that. No, 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 no. What the fasting does is it causes you to concentrate on God. To concentrate on Him. And you need to understand that fasting is also a supernatural thing. It is not... Now, unbelievers, people can just go and fast. Unbelievers fast now, don't they? They do. Understand? Now, that's, that's a kind of fast. We're not talking about that kind of fast. The fasting we're talking about here is spiritual. And that's why you need to look at how the Lord Jesus fasted. It showed up when the devil came. <laughs> you see what he was meditating on? Praying and meditating on the word of God. Every time the devil came, what did he say? It is written. It is written. So he was spending time with God in the place of prayer and then in the place of the word of God. That was what he was doing. And then one more scripture and then we, we close. Now Jesus Christ was in pain, was sorrowful, was in agony. In Luke chapter 22. It was a big issue. He was about to die. And then he knew the word of the father. God wasn't going to force this death on him. He had the right to say he wasn't going to do that again. And then it wasn't going to be a sin to him. And he was really finding it difficult. I mean, you read it. He was finding it difficult to really say, okay, I'm ready. He had no faith to actually go to the cross. Mm. Because he didn't die as God. So he was going through pressure, looking at what he was going to go through. Ah, the pressure was so much. And how did he change that situation? Did he change it by just saying, okay, you guys... Uh, just follow me, help me to the cross. No. <laughs> Look at what he did. And he was... Can you go back to verse uh, 39? Yes. <laughs> and he came out and went as he was wont, as, in, as he always go to the Mount of Olives... And his disciples followed him. Verse 40. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. He didn't say they should pray for him. He knew what was about happening. He said, you guys, you better pray so that you'll be able to go through what is about to happen. Of course, it's not going to happen to you, but it's happening to me. And I know the effect on you. What were the disciples doing? What were they doing? They were sleeping. Did it affect them or not? Uh-huh. It affected them. It affected them. <laughs> And then, verse 41. 
and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And then, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. <laughs> if he didn't pray, you think the angel would? Now, if the angel had to come to strengthen him, is it not because he needed strength? You know, at times we just look at Jesus as if he didn't go through any issues. You just think that he just, he just cruised through Calvary. Eh? Now, if you, if you don't believe that Jesus died as a man, this should tell you. Is it because all the, God, this doesn't move God. I mean, if Jesus was in his glory as God, huh? does he need an angel to come and be strengthening him? No. And you're going through issues and you don't know what to do. Do what Jesus did. Do what Jesus did. He withdrew himself from his disciples. Told them, you pray, but he withdrew himself. He doesn't want. <laughs> Another record said, after he prayed for about an hour, he came again because he knew that what is about to happen, this thing is really going to affect this, these guys. He came. Guys, you are sleeping. <laughs> pray, pray. Then he went again. And then prayed another hour. And then came. A, Guys, pray. I said pray. Then he went again three hours. Now, if he, he, the last time he went, if he didn't get the breakthrough, he wouldn't have left. So after he finished the third hour, he knew he was ready. He told them, okay, you guys, you can now start sleeping now. And then he knew that he, <laughs> they were in for something. He knew already. Hallelujah. There are certain things in your life you've been believing God for, trusting God for. Now the answer to it is that this kind goeth not out except by prayer and fasting. The place of prayer and fasting cannot be overemphasized. They came to Jesus and they said, your disciples don't, fa- don't fast. Disciples of John fast. Disciples of uh, uh, the Pharisees, they fast. But your own disciples, uh, he laughed. He said, the groom is still with them. So, so what do you expect? But the day the groom will be taken, they will fast. Referring to our days. Because the groom has gone. So it means there's a life of fasting too. That God has called us into. Paul said in fasting, in hunger. So it was very, it was very distinct about the two. In fasting and in hunger. You understand? He chose fasting. Even hunger came. Not because he chose to get hungry. But there are times, you know. He went through it. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Now the Lord said to tell you. Those that have been going through stuff. You've been believing God. For a long time and it looks like. Nothing is happening. There's an unbelief that needs to be dealt with. But it's not dealt with in the place of just confessing, confessing. It's dealt with in the place of deeper fellowship. In prayer and in fasting. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you, Lord. I like you to just begin to pray, begin to talk to the Lord. Thank you for the grace. Grace for deeper fellowship with the Lord in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. That was a powerful, powerful word. Let's celebrate the man of God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. um, Before taking your seats, I want us to celebrate um, Pastor Muiwa Arewa as he comes to give us another.